I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hey, and we're live, so welcome uh, thank you for watching already, whoever is going to come on. Always, actually, I don't do this at a regular time, so uh, we're always getting different people showing up, which is really cool because uh, people ask different questions and stuff. So um, so thank you in advance to whoever shows up. Uh, and again, you're always free to ask questions at any time. Just, uh, just write them in the chat. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and uh, get a few things out of the way. So uh, some kind of housekeeping stuff. Uh, we are, or basically I migrated a lot of our online uh, Catch Wrestling Alliance or CWA Academy stuff over to our new website platform, right? So now everything is all together. Uh, so all you have to do is just go to our regular website address, which is uh, catchwrestlingalliance.com. So um, that'll have basically all our information um, so including like news, blog stuff, um, also uh, all our online courses and stuff that will also be all at one place. So um, if you're already part of it, um, you can actually um, I'll probably send out an email um, so that basically you can get transferred over. Um, so it should be a relatively easy process and stuff. So uh, I just want to get that out there. Also, and then the other thing would be like you can also become a member of this channel, and YouTube is making it easier for you to kind of see some of the the videos that we have. So um, you'll actually just go to our home screen, and it will be one of the playlist. Actually, it should be the second playlist on our home screen for this channel for the U- Catch Wrestling Alliance YouTube channel. Um, so you kind of see some of the videos we have up there. If you want to support us. Uh, then you you will get access to those videos. Mm-hmm. Also, um, you can support us just like with, with a tiny, I mean, a couple dollars a month, and then so you that would just be like if you just want to support us and you don't care about uh, watching these extra like behind the scene videos. There's also some technique videos up there, uh, some leg lock videos. I know that leg locks are really really popular nowadays. Uh, we have John Strickland with the uh, uh, going over some fundamental stuff. Uh, with regards to some leg locks up there. So that's that, right? So that's all for you. That's what you can do here. And then also you can also go and check out our new website. Um, I know everything's not uh, up there yet. There's even a lot of um, uh, record stuff with regards to our our results from our other events. Uh, That stuff hasn't been transferred. Or when I I try to transfer it over, uh, it didn't come out just right. So I think I'll just be manually uh, putting stuff up. That's why everything is not perfect yet, but uh, it'll, it'll get, it'll get there, right? So uh, it's just, I'm basically doing it all by myself. So it takes time. 
Um, so with that being said, let's go ahead and get to our uh, our main topic for today. So the IBJJF, right? So that is kind of like the biggest jiu-jitsu organization in the world um, decided to now allow heel hooks for brown and black belt competition. Mainly uh, what's been going on is that um, like in, if, you, if you go to a traditional sport jiu-jitsu school or academy, the main leg lock you're going to know or like just be going over from white belt uh, to black belt would be your Achilles lock, right? So that's the one where basically you'll have the foot, right? And you'll, you'll have your arm underneath. So basically wrapped around the ankle because you're not really doing anything with the, with the toes or the heel. It's, it's that one where, um, let's see if I should, no, that's not, that's the heel hook here in this image. We'll go over this stuff in the back later. Um, the stuff you might see behind me. So if anybody's listening to the podcast, uh, I'll just have a few images uh, that we'll kind of go over uh, with regards to this topic, right? So traditional sport jiu-jitsu academies, a lot of them will be going with these rules, right? So I, they follow IBJJF rules, right? So even the academy I was uh, teaching at for a few years, uh, one of the Cabrinha schools, it was called Cabrinha Westside, uh, located in West LA, they really uh, stuck to these rules, and they were a little some some of them uh, were were uh, either they were showing their displeasure with me showing some leg lock stuff, or um, they would ask like, "Oh, is this is this legal?" You know, like so you get to, <laughs> which I think is very very strange because you know, uh, coming from a wrestling background, where uh, very few things are illegal. Um, and also too, I mean, you you'll have you had like that movement a few years ago where Rose Gracie she wanted to try to bring back jujitsu to the more self defense aspect. That's why she had Gracie Nationals and uh, what Gracie, uh, yeah, Gracie Nationals and Gracie Worlds. That those tournaments where it was like a submission only based tournaments. They basically just used the Eddie Bravo Invitational rules. So in a way, it kind of became like the Olympics for Tenth Planet schools. Um, because that's kind of the their format too. So that does the thing. So even amongst jujitsu schools, um, they have different philosophies. So not everyone relies on IBJJF, but you better believe that a lot of schools really do. And so you'll see that's why it's like um, according to the results, you'll have like Alliance, which is like a major jujitsu um, uh, academy system, right? Which Cobrina was a part of. Um, Oh, you have like Checkmat, and uh, you have a few others that um, they'll definitely be training their their people or their students uh, for those rules. So, because uh, they're always competing in IBJJF tournaments, they're competing in a lot of tournaments. You know, granted, but um, IBJJF rules really um, influence what what is taught in a lot of jujitsu schools. So that is showing that with the allowance or that how they will be allowing heel hooks in brown belt and black belt divisions uh, could be a major game changer with regards to jujitsu in particular because i think one of the things that i have been seeing because i've been uh, keeping up more with the professional grappling uh, events is that you have these people who are uh ibjjf world champions right in whatever whatever belt right uh so whatever belt is 
you know, whatever belt level they are, they're, they, they've won in the World Championship in IBJJF, and uh, they might lose in a uh, submission-only tournament. They might get heel-hooked, right? So, so not only are, are many of them losing, and I can't think of an example off the top of my head. I, I hate... I think because I, I I have a PhD and I've spent so many years at university, it's like usually everything you say has to have some kind of reference. But I can't I, I can't think of, I can't remember all of the the times that you know you hear like oh such and such a person is a uh, IBJJF world champion and then they lost in um, in competition. Well, actually, one way to <laughs> one way so one way to give. Um, some citation or at least some evidence to what I just said would be like, look at a lot of the people that Gordon Ryan has beat, right? A lot of them are IBJJF champs, right? So, um, so let's keep going. So I think what's, what could happen, right, is that we can see, or we might see more of the IBJJF uh, competitors, especially at the brown and black levels, uh, becoming better at these techniques, right so like with regards to leg locks well in particular heel hooks right but the thing is you might still have like this lag because of all the leg rules right so they might they're, they're gonna have to um, uh, modify their rules so not only just allowing those those techniques or, or those those submissions right but they have to uh, try to modify the way you can have your legs right because there's a whole no reaping kind of rule where you know so if you have the leg coming from the outside in across the belly button right that's already instant disqualification you can have your leg coming from so it's called like double outside ashi or right? so in catch wrestling we call it a step over toehold kind of position where your leg comes from in between their legs to the outside of their hip that you kind of have to modify that or, or you can use that right now to do your achilles lock right but there's also even rules amongst about that, right, where the angle has to be just right and all that. Otherwise, you you'll get disqualified too. So um, they're gonna have they have a lot of uh, stuff they're gonna have to a lot of details they're gonna have to work out with regards to that. But um, let's go ahead and get into some of these other opinions. I kind of got uh, I kind of wanted to get some of these other opinions for you guys. Um, let me see here. So I have them behind me on the screen. Let me see if I can skip to it. Um, so John Danaher was talking about like course, um, course heel hooks and stuff are gonna change the game, right? But he's talking about like um, they're not gonna be doing that rule for uh, gi gi tournament or gi uh, it's called the gi divisions, right? So that's also gonna be some kind of major thing where you know he believes that uh, gi and and no gi are really kind of separate or diverging, right? And so uh, they're becoming different, different sports in a way, right? And um, his point regarding the gi, and he kind of feels like, yeah, it's great that um, that if heel hooks aren't going to be allowed in gi competition because then kind of like how we see everyone pulling guard in gi competition nowadays, so you, he he believes that it'll, like gi competition will, will turn into like uh who can get the leg quickest right because you can easily grab the pants right and hang on even easier than actually trying to set up uh getting the leg when you're in no gi or in a wrestling competition or a wrestling scenario right 
so it's much more difficult when you're not wearing the pants that you can easily grab, right? So um, how we've seen also too, um, with regards to sport jujitsu and gi, people are like as soon as the the ref blows the whistle to start, people are sitting down, right? And so um, actually, a, a, a old a co-instructor of mine at at Cobrinas, um, you know Isaac Doderlin, he uh, just lost. Was it the other last weekend at um, at the Pan American competition and for the IBJJF? Um, he was sitting on his butt. The other guy, his com his competition or his opposition, uh, pretty much just stayed on top and was able to actually even pass guard and basically racked up all these points, uh, beat Isaac. Uh, but Isaac really has that sit down type um, style, right? And he's lost matches before for that, where people have been able to time his 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 seated guard right? or his guard pool and uh, they're able to make it look as though they initiated a takedown and um, it looked like a takedown to the ref so they got points and they were able to uh, keep it at that for the for the whole time period and they're able to win so um, needless to say you can see why other schools like say like 10th planet would um, not like IBJJF and so a lot of these other uh, schools that may be more self-defense oriented or whatever they uh, they won't like anything like this right because it's already there's already so many rules you can only grab the legs certain ways you can't put your legs in different positions and stuff like that um, so you see already I think even amongst nogi because a lot of the nogi competitions are going to are uh, submission only right so you already see kind of like this this disdain that has grown over the years for IBJJF rules and IBJJF just in particular. And I think that's why they're changing um, uh, their rules, allowing for brown and black belts to have heel hooks. All right, but then, let me see, this in particular here. So Keenan Cornelius believes IBJJF can overtake ADCC with the new rules. And then uh, that, that actually was uh, shared by Gordon Ryan. Um, but Gordon's take on Keenan's take was that um, it's like there's really no way IBJJF will overtake them because uh, says, Nogi Worlds will never be as big as ADCC unless they start paying massive amounts of money. And even then, ADCC can just pay more, right? So um, that's a good point because I think basically IBJJF, um, even though they still dominate, I mean, seriously... Uh, like we are, especially with the no-gi point of view, I think a lot of these other schools, because like say 10th Planet, they have they have a lot of affiliates, right? All over the world. And um, you, know, you, you have, a, and they're popular. You know, a lot of their, uh, a lot of their gyms are packed, you know, like all the time, right? So they have a lot of competitors. Um, you know, th there was a lot of, a lot of schools go into the Gracie Nationals and Gracie Worlds. So you do have, I think, a large amount of, of people that, um, that are liking these kind of like maybe submission-only things or, um, or submission-only rules. So you have kind of like this base that's already kind of anti-IBJJF. So uh, I think it will be hard uh, for them to... Um, to to overtake uh, ADCC, like 
according to like you know or to kind of contradict what um, Kenny Cornelius believes uh, will, will like would happen, right? Also, too, I mean the other thing is is like uh, IBJJF they charge for a lot of stuff, right? So you, you, your instructor has to pay them to be recognized, and and uh, you know you have to pay annual membership and and uh, like it, yeah, there's a, a bunch of little things there that really annoy people and uh, go to any uh, school that's kind of like outside of IBJJF and uh, they'll they'll list a lot of their complaints, right? All right, so a bunch of you are uh, commenting, so let's see. Cool, so Ron, uh, he, you guys at your school train heel hooks even though you can't use them in most tourneys that you compete in. Great. You, yeah, you really have to uh, become proficient in those. Uh, it, it's basically like how no gi is done in particular. <laughs> it's also gi too, but I mean like uh, uh, you definitely don't want to like uh, not be proficient and then have to do a tournament where someone's going to be trying to go for um, go for the leg locks, right? You, you can't just go in there like blind, right? And then uh, you go on to say that uh, training at an MMA gym Right, you both you learn like jujitsu and uh, catch wrestling stuff, and and then you go to tournaments, and so that yeah, you have to read the rules. Um, but IBJJF got a lot of rules for your legs, for playing with legs. So uh, yeah, you definitely have to be very familiar. Um, yeah, ADCC definitely does have its own rules and stuff, but uh, you'll see like um, IBJJF's got all these things. So even at, uh, when I when when uh, Cabrinha West Side was still open. Um, uh, they were surprised <laughs> by some people. Some people were coming in doing some when they were rolling, and, and then uh, uh, they would say, "Oh, you can't do that. That's illegal in IBJJF." And then they said, "No, no, this is a new rule change. You can do it this way or whatever." And so um, that can be a problem. So yeah, you definitely have to be reading the rules and reading the updates of rules. Um, otherwise, especially with IBJJF, they disqualify you instantly and that's it like you're done there you can't really um you know you can't uh, argue so if you, if you don't make weight you're done right or if you don't you know they're not going to bump you up or or put you in a lower division or a higher weight division um you, it's just that's it you're, you're gone right and i've seen that happen many times um so uh any of you guys have your your thought any other thoughts right oh so ron Let's see, kind of like, kind of like doing the, yeah, kind of like getting DQ'd, right, for, for doing a bicep slicer, and, um, yeah, yeah, all these things that would be okay, like, say, in, in maybe no-gi competition, or, uh, like, a submission-only competition, or catch wrestling, because uh, bicep slicers actually are not considered so much, um, what's it called, uh, like submissions in catch wrestling, they're actually uh, ways to secure the arm, and then you would be uh, forcing the person to pin themselves, right? So you, you forcefully secure their arm, and then use your whole body to roll them over onto their backs, right? So that's kind of a, that's, that's why stuff like that has always been legal in catch wrestling, so it's just considered a, a hold, right? A wrestling hold, right? So one way to Con like control the other person and pin them. Yeah. 
Let me see. What do you think? So Robbie or Ripper Catch Wrestling um, saying, what do you think is going to be the evolution of catch wrestling next? Um, really, I think the main thing is we're kind of still in the, uh, the foundational phase. You know, basically getting people more exposed to it, right? Um, our events have by far been like the most exciting, um, you know, showing, showcasing actual like higher level catch wrestling. Um, say like with the likes of say like you guys if you see um, and we'll be sharing more on this on this channel um, now that YouTube wants us to be doing like short videos so we'll be showing short highlights especially say of Matt Tran uh, Matt Tran in particular um, he um, grew up only doing catch wrestling with John Strickland um, out in South Carolina um, so he didn't do jujitsu so I think he's a kind of a good example of say some how you can. Be successful not only in catch wrestling competition because um, he's competed in uh, at least what, two or three of our events and uh, we'll kind of show you more of the highlights and so he's also competed in you know several uh, grappling competitions as well so like no gi stuff right um, so we'll kind of show you that and so you can kind of see uh, our events how they were done and then um, got it we'll still continue to do more but covid is really uh, kind of uh, slowed slowed all that but we'll continue so like at least now since we'll, we'll be putting out some more 15 second videos we'll be putting out some more highlights right oh so you're saying the barambolo right going using the barambolo to uh shoulder lock and so some refs thinks it's a bicep slicer yeah you get all these kind of situations where um, there was even one that I saw there was a highlight being showed where it was for IBJJF competition I believe and uh, so someone put their legs in legal position right so they weren't reaping or whatever but uh, they moved at a certain angle so then that angle of holding the Achilles lock uh, was illegal and then this woman in particular got um, disqualified instantly so um, uh, it's tough Right stuff. So, so because of all these other things, I think these little minor things, if, if they're not also just gotten rid of, then yeah, it's like I, I don't think IBJJF can overtake ADCC uh, with regards to popularity. And that, that was those, oh, that was the other thing that was uh, that Gordon Ryan wrote, where it's like he felt that um, at Worlds it it was packed when he was it was, it was packed with spectators when he was competing, and. Um, uh, he says, other than that, it's not really so packed. Uh, yeah, I've been to um, no gi and gi worlds, and um, I mean, there's still a lot of people, but yeah, it's definitely like a lot of supporters. But like, yeah, you do when you see the ADCC final, it's just packed with spectators. Um, so you know, people really uh, find these matches exciting, and we are seeing say even a lot, like almost every weekend now, there's some pretty cool grappling competitions like on flow grappling and stuff um so i think grappling in, in general is, is laying the framework so kind of going back to what robbie was saying where or robbie was asking it's like what's kind of the evolution well i think the foundational stuff is being kind of laid not only uh with catch wrestling alliance but you'll see even some some of these nogi competitions being uh being done Right, so especially the no-gi uh, submission-only stuff. 
Uh, you'll have you'll have some people complaining. Oh, there was like one. I think it was like that uh, Tom DeBlas, where he was saying something about like, uh, oh, these Nogi uh, submission only tournaments. They will they will kind of ruin your game because you know you got to be uh, working on the foundational stuff like passing guard and whatever. That's yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> and I but I don't really believe that. especially watching so many of them or watching so many matches, I think you are seeing people who are trying to be well-rounded. I mean, they, they'll still go for leg locks and stuff. And uh, uh, I think one match in particular just that comes to mind would be uh, one of the Meow Brothers versus um, Gio Martinez, who so he is 10th Planet Black Belt um, nearby here, actually, well, just south of here, closer to San Diego. Um, but, yeah, you had... And you had them trying to still trying to pass guard, even though Tenth uh, Planet guy would be working on leg locks all the time. So, um, I I don't think that training for submission only will make you uh, only a leg locker. Right? I, I, you really gotta train to like basically get control of the body and c enough control of the body so that you can try your leg locks or whatever lock you want. Right. Uh, whether it be shoulder locks or, you know, even depending on the rules, like the different sli calf slicers, bicep slicers and stuff. Which are, and so then that, so, so since going back to the whole thing about that foundation being laid for uh, catch wrestling, um, yeah, I mean, catch wrestling is exciting in that way because uh, unlike IBJJF, there aren't so many rules about how Like your legs can be, you can you can reap the knee and all that stuff uh, that are is considered illegal. The only thing that could block you would be you know you putting yourself into a pin, right? So if you can't if you can't finish your submission hold, right? Or if you can't do a sweep like we had in in Singapore, we had a match with that involved Matt Tran. Uh, his opponent was trying to do uh, in in Tenth Planet system. It's called like you're trying to do an electric chair sweep. Actually, it's a, yeah, you're trying to do the electric chair sweep. Well, the submission, anyway. <laughs> so you start with lockdown, lockdown position. All right, so a guy's on bottom, uh, locks down one leg, and then tries to sweep them over to the electric chair submission, right? So Matt was able to prevent the sweep from continuing, or to, for... He, he prevented his opponent from rolling him over completely and the opponent stayed with his back on the on the mat right and just stuck there he's just kind of struggling to get him either to come forward or back he was stuck right and he was stuck there for several seconds uh, more than the two seconds that we usually count for the pin uh, it was probably about five seconds right and because uh, I, I, I was the ref for that match I was uh, being a little generous because Uh, yeah, just because I'm a nice guy, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, so just to show, basically, he was stuck, right? So uh, that's the only thing. So you can be doing all these different things, right? And uh, you just have to make sure you don't pin yourself, right? Let's see. So you guys have also been asking other questions. Yeah, why not steal stuff back? Well, yeah, I mean, I think uh, so. Ron again is asking like why not steal stuff back like the wrestler's guillotine and the double wrist lock and um, 
take some of the innovations from other grappling arts and name it its own thing and catch. Well, um, that's the thing. A lot of well, many things don't have a name in, in catch wrestling. Like um, like we weren't necessarily so much to say like the Japanese where uh, they really named every little thing. Uh, so, but certain you know we try to use the names that we have right. So like you know like the double wrist lock, which is an older name than Kimura and um, uh, the wrestlers guillotine and all that, which is an older name in English, right? Um, than the the twister and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know we we putting it out there uh, like on our social media and especially the commentators during the matches and stuff when these things happen yeah they should be using the proper catch wrestling terminology instead of uh, the mainstream jiu-jitsu terminology sometimes you can kind of maybe do that and then to introduce or try to uh like help the audience to understand what's going on or whatever but then you can be using the 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 catch wrestling terminology right so you kind of introduce the common term or the in the known as jiu-jitsu and then uh switch it, or basically introduce that term which a lot of times is older uh than kind of like the modern say like twister is definitely definitely very modern it's only a few years old really uh, not to say it's only like five years old you know right? uh, 10th planet's been around for a while Oh, that's a uh, thanks, Bob. Says so <laughs> Bob said that uh, uh, my head, my head shape looks like a horse kick. Couldn't knock you. Yeah, thankfully I haven't been knocked out uh, in in kickboxing, so that's that's good. I've taken a lot of hits, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he might be right. He might be right. And I did have a a little pony when I was a boy, but I don't I don't remember it knocking me out. And luckily, I don't think it ever kicked me in the head. But you know, I might have. <laughs> I wouldn't remember. Okay. All right. And then Mech Bioweb got for a new wave of champions. All right. Yeah. So, um, sure. Yeah. Hopefully, we can be doing um, uh, more regular catch wrestling competition. And then also, too, for a few years now, too, even Craig Jones is uh, like we did a we did a a review about that where I think they did a documentary about him. And one of the things he said was that he believes that the next innovation in jiu-jitsu, especially nogi, will be coming from wrestling. And really, I, I believe the best innovation should be coming from catch wrestling because we're cognizant of submission holds, right? So you can't just be going in there. And like, you, like we've seen, and actually we've been talking about it for a few weeks now, where it's like we're getting these high-level wrestlers, freestyle and whatnot, and... Um, uh, they're getting submitted, right? It was just last week, Ramos, one of our best uh, freestyle wrestlers, got submitted in like 22 seconds by Nicky Ryan. It's like, um, and yeah, so you kind of got to stop that. <laughs> so and I think one of the best ways to stop that uh, would be the well, proliferation of catch wrestling um, instead of like freestyle and even folk style, unfortunately, because folk style... Uh, bars submissions and actually so like you can actually even go back uh, for many decades and even see some of the the double wrist lock being used in uh, even I think like 1940 actually last night I was looking at 1940 I mean, 42s the 
collegiate um, wrestling finals. And, uh, yeah, I mean, people were still using the, the double wrist lock to, again, as a wrestling hold, not a submission, to try to uh, force the guy over to a pin. All right. So, uh, yeah, all these things are really, you know, real wrestling moves, but they've just been stripped from folk style and definitely freestyle. So um, that's why I do believe